So hello and welcome to the very first podcast of 50 Words for Murder, which is a working title. I figured that since, you know, we had a million followers on TikTok yesterday, that a great way to celebrate would be giving our followers um, something that they've been asking for for what, a year and a half, maybe yeah, longer, at least. and actually putting this out here. And with me, I have my beautiful, wonderful wife, Alyssa, also known as Alyssa on TikTok, if you'd like to give her a follow, um, who's going to help me with at very least the first episode and maybe some others. But uh, what we hope to bring to this po podcast is talking about well, today, how we got here, which is going to include um, narcissistic parent content, which is something that we might sprinkle throughout uh, this podcast through time to time. Uh, obviously, true crime, murder, because that's in the title, and of course, relevant current events, and then just whatever the hell else we feel like talking about. Does that sound pretty good to you? Sounds good to me. All right. So I guess let's talk about um, how we got here in the first place. So I never intended to become, and I'm using air quotes here, TikTok famous. Um, it was never something that even remotely appealed to me. Uh, however, Alyssa uh, suggested that with everything that had happened with my mother, and I'll get into that in a second, that I should make a video. And I did. And that night, um, I posted it, and I went to sleep, and woke up with 40,000 followers, and we kind of kept growing from there. So for those of y'all who don't know that story, if you go to my TikTok, it is one of the pinned videos. It's got right now, I think, 14.3 or 4 million views. So that's how you identify it um, if you want to see it. But basically what happened was, um, and I'll get a little personal here, uh, Alyssa and I were having a very rough year. Um, there was a lot of death. We you know, had a miscarriage. Um, and then finally, we got pregnant again with our daughter, Victoria, and we were very excited. Uh, we called my mom and we told her and her reaction, or should I say lack of reaction, was pretty um, disheartening, I think to say the least. Mm -hmm. So her and I kind of got into a text thing about it. And um, next thing I know, uh, she was just not talking to me anymore. And this, this kind of started, I'll tell you the way that I told her. And some people come in and say that she didn't get it, but I, I assure you that she did. So um, I have this rocking horse, which was mine as a child. and. Um, the reason that we still have it is because it was always there for me to give to uh, my child, you know, should and when I ever had one. So I called my mom up because uh, it was at her house and she was saying that my brother's kids were kind of being a little rough with it. And, and I asked her, I said, hey, mom, I was like, I'm just curious, have you started, um, you know, have you done anything with the rocking horse yet? And she was like, no, um, Natalie, my niece, uh, you know, she likes to pull the mane out and stuff. And I just really haven't had time. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I was like, do you think you might have a little bit of time? Because we're going to need it by September. And she was like, yeah, I can probably get to it by then. And I said, I know, I, th I think you're, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. And I said, we're going to need it by September. And she was like, no, Justin, I get what you're saying. I'll deal with it when I can deal with it. And it wasn't a congratulations. She knew we were telling her we were pregnant. She knew that we were trying. She knew about the loss. And that was her reaction. And then from there, um, I did get the rocking horse back. She drove it off to, uh, drove it and put it at my brother's house, who I got, found out it was there because my um, ex-sister-in-law called me and said, hey, why did your mom bring this here? Um, so I did get it back and I redid it for my daughter. And um, normally in these circumstances, I would I would reach back out to my mom and be like, no, mom, I'm so sorry. Um, and basically try to, you know, bow down and, and placate her so that, you know, we could have a good relationship. And, and this time I chose not to. And, and I know that there's, without knowing more of the backstory, which we will get to in, you know, future episodes, 
there was a lot of things that went down in my childhood that makes it a little uh, challenging and makes her a little challenging once we got there. So it's been four years, no contact at this point. Um, and I will say that, you know, with my wife, there's probably no real love loss there. Um, because how do you want to put it? She, uh, um, it was always a challenging relationship between us. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about that more in depth in other episodes, but it was a definite strain on our relationship, um, to say the least. Um, I mean, I can think of numerous examples where she obviously expressed her disdain for me. Um, one of those, you know, being the wedding, um, our wedding day was just such a mess. I mean, it was a beautiful day, but there was just a lot of drama that went on in the back end um, with Justin's mom trying to take all the attention off of us and put it onto her. Um, how much do you want to talk about that? Do you want to? Well, we can go into a little bit of it. So, first of all, for those of y'all who don't know, Alyssa and I were actually married on a reality TV show called The Swan Rose. It was on CMT. It lasted what, maybe six episodes? Maybe, if that. maybe six episodes. Maybe um, one season. It is still on YouTube though, and I think Justin has a link to it. Yes, I do. Um, I think. I think it's on Justin on TikTok.com is where you can find that as well as all the other social media accounts to, you know, to follow me, wherever you want to. But um, yeah, so it was a hectic day because we were trying to deal with that production crews and, and my mom comes in and, you know, to the bride side and um, she's getting ready. My mom um, had flown in. So we, we had moved to Texas from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And my mom had not come out once to visit us. This was the first time was for the wedding that she had come out. You had already lived there a couple of years. Yeah, we'd lived there for a couple of years. She she just refused to come out. Um, she went into the bride side, hugged every one of the bridesmaids whom she had never met any of them mm -hmm. and completely snubbed Alyssa. And then on top of that, uh, she faked a seizure at the <laughs> wedding. So she you did. can't make this shit up, people. You really can't. Um <laughs> So let's talk about a little bit about our, we can talk about our relationship. So uh, basically, Alyssa and I have been together for a long time. We're going to have been married for 12 years this year, right? Yeah, we were married in 2011. So yeah, it'll be 12 years in June. Yeah, and then I think September-ish, we've been together for 17. Which so insane. it is absolutely insane. We met in uh, October of 2006. Was it October? Okay. Late September, early October. Yeah. yeah, she actually couldn't, I don't think could stand me and thought she was never going to see me again, but we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, so I started college at Georgia Southern University and I had an amazing time there. So much so that uh, my father was finally like, you're not going there anymore. You need to go to school in Atlanta. So um, I finished up at uh, Kennesaw State University, where I, I met Alyssa. Frankly, she probably would have hated the Georgia Southern version of me, although I, I did have a good time. So um, I left and actually, give you a little background on this situation, moved up. Um, my dad had purchased a, a, a property because he was like, okay, I can rent it. Um, you can get a roommate and, you know, pay rent and, um, you know, I can sell it or continue to rent it after you graduate. So I was like, awesome. That's great. Um, my dad ended up kicking me out of it because of a bad roommate. So he forced me to get a roommate. I didn't think that this guy was a good idea. And literally whenever it was time for him to pay his rent, I, I kid you not, I would, I would ask him about it and he would literally just turn, walk away, get in his car and I wouldn't see him for a week. And my dad started blaming me for the rent. So that became a whole thing. And then he ended up uh, kicking me out of that place. And I had, which, you know, ultimately I will say became a very good thing for me. Um, it allowed me to, um, I guess, start doing a lot more on my own than I was in the past. So 
anyways, while I was living there, um, a friend of mine from high school was going to Kennesaw State University as well and lived across the hall from Alyssa. And so I went to visit him and he was like, let's go see a movie. And so I said, okay, sure. That's great. He's like, let's invite the girls across the hall. So there were four girls living across the hall, Alyssa being one of them. And uh, Alyssa is the only one who answers the door. <laughs> yep. And she decides that she, what? Well, I want to see where you're going with it. You want to see if you, I don't know if you want me to mention that. Oh, okay. Alyssa answers the door in a towel. So, but, you know, the nice thing about it was, um, you know, I got a preview of everything, you know, before we started dating. It was a big towel. First of all, <laughs> I had just gotten back from the gym. Um, I was about to get in the shower and I heard the knock and went and looked through the peephole and I saw Phil who, um, lived across the hall, who was a very non-threatening, um, very nice, trustworthy guy. So I opened the door because I was like, well, if you know, Phil's coming over, something must be up. Let me see what's up before I get in the shower. So it wasn't anything revealing. I mean, it was a gigantic towel. So yeah. And um, on top of that, we'll go ahead and say this. Alyssa initially thought that I was gay because I was dressed nice. And I guess that was not the type of guys she well, was used to dating. There's more than that. Well, because she also thought that Phil was gay, which it turns out he's not. But, Turns out he's not. I was wrong. I was only, what, 20 years old. I didn't really know. But Phil was such a nice guy. He was so non-aggressive. like aggressive. I mean, you know, that says a lot about the guys I was hanging around. But he was, you know, always complimented my outfits and just, you know, was just a super chill guy. So that's when I saw Justin. And, you know, with him, I kind of assumed they were together, which, you know, I very quickly realized they weren't. But, yeah, my that was my initial perception. Yeah. And so we went to see a movie. We actually went to see The Illusionist. Remember? I think the we had you. I think you still have the ticket I, stuff I somewhere. somewhere. I think yeah. I know where they are. Anyway, that's that's irrelevant. But um, we went to see The Illusionist. And um, I kind of started getting the sense that she thought the way that she was thinking. And so I made sure to start bringing up um, an ex-girlfriend, which I think that made her think I was hung up on an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, because you did talk about her numerous times. So I'm like, OK. Um, this is weird. And then we did pick up another friend who legitimately was yeah, gay. Joey. Joey so was I awesome. I just, you know, kind of assumed I, you know, I was going to have some new gay best friends, which is every girl's dream. Yeah. Joe, well, Joey was awesome. I wonder what happened to him. He was, he was a good dude. Um, so anyways, Alyssa started getting a headache, a migraine, and, um, I apparently would not shut up. And so she, she just thought that, that big surprise, right? That I, I can talk. Um, that she was never going to see me again. So I didn't get her digits, but I did get her, for those of y'all who are older like us, um, I did get her AIM, her AIM. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think I waited, did I wait a day or two days? I don't remember. Maybe a day. Yeah. It wasn't very long. Yeah, it was, it was not as long as it should, <laughs> as I should have probably done from the code. But um, I messaged her on AIM and, and asked her out. And Alyssa was such a good student, right? She was, she was not on the eight-year plan like I was, or nine-year plan, whatever it was. Um, she was not on that plan. She was studious and she always went to class and she never skipped, uh, until me. Yeah. So I asked her out, um, we were in Atlanta and, uh, I knew that she loved penguins. We I had learned that pretty early on. And so I was like, let's go to the Georgia aquarium. So we did that and then had dinner and then we're pretty much inseparable ever since. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. in fact, she was supposed to go on, weren't you supposed to go on a date with like your ex ex? And you can't, was it him or was it somebody else? I, can't I think remember. it was him and I ended up canceling, um, saying I had other plans. Because we had a spontaneous trip? Yeah, we 
that next week went on a spontaneous trip with some of our friends to Wait. Savannah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, that's a little bit of the background on our relationship and how we've been together. And obviously, if you want to ask any questions, y'all, um, y'all know how to find me. You can put an inquiry, I think, through justinontiktok.com or message me with any questions or even go on Twitter, just on TikTok and ask some questions. That's probably a good way too. So let's begin to talk about, um, you know, how we kind of got here and why that first video kind of went the way it did as well as subsequent videos. So in regard to my mom, I, my mom has been married um, and divorced three times. Well, I'll say three and a half because for my whole life, she told me that her and my dad um, got divorced, got remarried, and then um, got divorced again. And my brother and I like to joke and I've always liked to joke that we uh, have the same parents, but are from different marriages. Well, I found out in recent years that they never got married the second time, I don't know I kicked, but um, got married the second time and that apparently I'm a bastard, which is cool. Mm -hmm. And my mom tried to tell give me some kind of story um, that my dad didn't want to get married because he didn't want to be responsible. I mean, the story just basically didn't make sense, uh, but it turned out to be true. Uh, but she'd been married multiple times and uh, her way of parenting was a little bit challenging. Um, some examples of that are, hey, to, you know, punish your child, let's throw them in juvie till they're willing to apologize to you. Um, that is something that happened. Or mental health facilities um, or, you know, breaking brushes or belts or, you know, a whole bunch of other things that, that happened during our childhood. It was definitely... Um, you know, emotional incest, I would say, is part of it as well, which um, if you don't know what that is, is basically where a parent, usually a mother-son relationship, the mother projects, it's nothing, it's nothing sexual, but it's where basically they project their, um, I guess, emotional needs mm -hmm. onto their child, to their sons, um, basically trying to take that place of what should be a spouse. And I didn't know what that was. Um, what I did know is that my brother didn't do a lot with or for my mom. Um, and I always felt bad for her. I thought and believed that she was a victim of all of the circumstances that she was in. Um, so my mom, um, to this, my grandmother just turned 90 years old and she hasn't spoken to my mom in basically what, 12, 13, 14 years now. There was one yeah. time she did reach out once. We think that it was due to money and that was through text and that was about it. Uh, but she's one of five kids. Only one of her siblings talks to her and her best friend and her, she had her best friend fired when, while her mother was having a stroke. Um, I believe that she faked an arson claim. She, I believe that she committed mortgage mortgage fraud. There's just all sorts of things. These are, again, I believe there's no tangible evidence to some of this stuff, but there is to others. Um, so this kind of gives you a preview of, of who she was. So, you know, I would oftentimes, because I felt bad for my mom, put her ahead of Alyssa. And this kind of played a, a really big part in our relationship for, the, you know, for really 14, 13 years of it, because it's now been four years that she's been out of our life. Mm -hmm. um, it did get a little bit better when we, when we moved to Texas, right? Yeah, um, yeah. There was other issues, there, but she wasn't directly there. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Not having to go there every weekend and, you know, do some sort of project for her because that's what we did every weekend. Yeah, she always had this project at this albatross of a house that she bought that she did not need that sat on 10 acres and she didn't want to do, she didn't want to spend the money on maintenance for it. So it was, we were the ones doing maintenance and, you know, even when tornado or high winds came in and blew down a bunch of trees, we would go out there, including Alyssa. And my mom was just never appreciative of it really mm -hmm. ever. It was kind of just what she expected. Um, so then, you know, one of the dates that we had, and this was, this actually caused a big fight between us, the Apple festival. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You and I had, you might have to recall my memory of this is, you know, you and I were supposed to go to the Apple Festival and 
she wanted to go, but I don't think she wanted me to go. So you ended up ditching me and taking her. Yeah, that was a bad decision. Even though we had the plans first. That sounds about right. We thought we had plans of something, of a different festival. No, I think we were supposed to go to the Apple Festival. Then she was upset that I was going. It was supposed to, I guess, just be a you guys thing, even though it was... I don't know when you told her about it or how that even came up, but I, I know it's been a long time that I ended up having to stay back and then you guys went, which honestly is a red flag for the ladies listening. If your boyfriend does that, that's a red flag. A hundred percent a red, a red flag. And, and Alyssa was 19 at the time and she definitely should have left. I mean, let's be real. This was, you know, I'm, I'm glad that she didn't, we, we made it through it. We've had good times and bad times and, some really fun times and we, we made yeah. a really great kid out of it but yeah that might have been one of our breakups i think it might have been we broke up multiple times just you know here and there but i think that was one of them yeah so then there was also when we went to that journey concert so i would buy i've always been into live music this is into live music so we had tickets for a journey concert I, again felt bad for my mom so even though i couldn't really afford it paid for a ticket for her to go to journey mm-hmm. and my my buddy uh was with us my best friend and um at the time and he he was he would have never been interested in somebody like Alyssa. that's not to say that it's, there's anything wrong with Alyssa, and there's not to say there's anything wrong with this friend they just weren't each other's type mm-hmm. you know at the time in his life my buddy was dating like he literally would date strippers and Alyssa is the furthest thing from <laughs> that that you could be she's I don't know what that means. it's not a bad thing i mean he he dated like like i hate I to mean... say trashy girls but he dated some trashy girls yeah they were problematic and they bled into my life like the time you know he he used something that had my number on it to give one of these girls my number and her boyfriend starts calling me that's funny yeah and i'm like dude i don't (laughs) know and so anyways that was a whole thing he was he was threatening to come to atlanta like kick my ass i was just like no dude it's not me so there there was so basically um my mom like we walked to the concession stand and she was accusing like i think there's something going on between the two of them um and there wasn't <laughs> no no there wasn't that it's absolutely crazy it's just because we were there and i guess we were friends too i was friends with him as well and you know just having a conversation she's like oh well there must be blah 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 but now that i look back i just know she was trying to create tension and drama yeah yeah so um then let's move on to the accident okay I'm talking about um, the accident, the accident yeah. changed a lot of things yeah so um we were about to move to texas i think when it happened well we we were a few weeks prior maybe a couple months prior i don't yeah i think we had already been we were already making that move so we had already announced we were going so there was always a part of me that wondered if this accident was an attempt to control you to not to leave because well i mean we can talk about my feelings about it okay, I, I talk, I, that's what this is for i don't think we're getting where we're getting. I, I don't think that the accident, the accident was um, spontaneous. I think that she saw an opportunity and took it. Um, basically, my understanding is she was hit by a MARTA bus in Atlanta. Which MARTA is the is the Metro Atlanta Rail and Transit Authority. So like a city bus. Like a city bus. Yeah. And um, she was in um, a Mercedes. Mercedes C-Class. C-Class. And it hit, I forget, it hit the. It hit the driver's door in the center. She, according to her story, broke the window of the car out with her head. I mean, the window was broken. Yeah, the frame of the car was been I mean, I saw the car with my own eyes. 
the the odd part is is she didn't have any cuts she wasn't bleeding and refused to go to the hospital saying she was fine well she did end up going to the hospital she did end up going to the hospital yes but i would assume if you busted a window out with your head there would be blood or bruising or at least swelling of some sort there was nothing um so i don't know I, I mean i'm not even here to like yeah well you know the window being busted out could have just been from the bus hitting it you yeah, know those half flat pop they have she flat. said she hit it with her head i know i'm just yeah that's what she said but yeah. you know the buses have those like using bike racks or something on the front of it yeah. so I'm it, not, i mean yeah. i know the window was busted but i don't think it was with her head is what i'm saying fair fair yeah but yeah. the car but anyways the car was totaled um the car did i would say that based on what i saw the car saved her life the frame broke um, it moved her driver's seat over and the window was busted out, but you know, the car, the car kept her safe. So, you know, there's a shout out to Mercedes right there. Yes. Um, so anyways, after that, things just got worse. So she had supposedly traumatic brain injury. She was having seizures. And then I don't remember exactly, but we were talking about medications at one point and, and you might remember this more than I do, but there was a medication that she mentioned that, I mean, you, it was, it, it didn't. It wasn't used to treat seizures, right? It didn't jive. So here, there was a lot of things. She kept getting, she kept having to switch doctors because she would say that her doctors were dumb. But in reality, her doctors weren't recognizing that she had a seizure disorder because I don't think she did. Um, I think she saw a really good opportunity to make some money. Um, and a little bit of more backstory about her is she would sometimes find the opportunities and things. So this wouldn't be a new behavior. And this isn't because like, oh, well, you know, Alyssa, you just don't like her. So you think the worst. Um, I mean, sure, that's maybe part of it. But there was a lot of weird stuff. So little backstory. One time when I had some testing done for my migraines, they I looked to have what appeared to be a seizure, right? What appeared to be a seizure after an injection and a, like a, a, a test they were doing on my adrenal gland. So after that, I had to go, I saw my neurologist and he did multiple EEGs because if I had in fact had a seizure, he had to take my license away. And I think the rule was like six months from your last seizure or something. And he's like, I don't think you had a seizure. Let's run all these tests. So I did two or three EEGs. I had MRIs. I went through the whole thing and it turns out it was not a seizure. I had absolutely no seizure activity. Everything was normal. So they chalked it up to like this, like I passed out, had that reaction where I stiffened up, shook and was okay. So I got to keep my license. His mom's license was never taken away at any point. Mm -mm. She says because she convinced the doctor, but no doctor's going to risk no their license. No doctor is going to put their life on, or not, well, yeah, their life, their livelihood, their life, everything on the line for some lady. No way. So that was my first thing that's like, this person, she's not having seizures because she would not have a license. And then she started talking about like the medicine she was taking for her head um, and her seizures, which it was either amitriptyline or nortriptyline. And those are old, old, old antidepressants, and they can be used for a variety of things. Um, migraines being one of them, but if you, you, you have to take them daily and you have to take them daily for quite some time for them to build up in your system. And she would just like pop one when she felt a seizure or headache coming on, which and is, and they're not indicated for seizures. It's yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe in the seventies or something they were, but to my knowledge, they're not now. But the weird thing is, is you wouldn't just take one because I asked her to show it to me once. I was like, Oh, Hey, what are you on? At the time I was a 
an underwriter. So I knew a decent amount about medical stuff and what medications were used for. I was curious and I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, well, when do you take them? She was just like, oh, just when I feel it coming on, it would never be therapeutic. It wouldn't work. That's not how those medications work. They have to build up in your system. So I always found that really interesting too. Yeah. And so um, what I'm noticing here, because it's our first time doing this, this allows us to record up to 30 minutes max. So let's go ahead. I think this is a good stopping place and okay. then we can re-record a part two. If I can splice them together, I will. If not, you guys are going to have to look for part two. Um, and then we will talk about moving to Texas and then we will, uh, yeah, then we can... we're, then we're, we're more than halfway through and we'll take that, that long. We'll talk yeah. about a few more things and finish up your, the accident combo. Cause I think there's more there yeah. to, to fill in the blanks, give some more context and yeah, we'll go from there. All right. So be per this is the end of part one and, um, look for part two. Okay, so we're back with part two of episode one for 50 Words for Murder. Again, All right. Working title. Working title. Working title. <laughs> so where we just left off on the part two, and I think I'll be able to transition this together, so hopefully you guys don't have to listen to two separate things, but we'll, we'll see because I'm very new to this. Um, so after the accident, basically, we, we moved to Texas. And when we got to Texas, as I had mentioned earlier, uh, she never came to visit and Alyssa and I did not make very much money. We, I offered to pay for her flight because I wanted her to come out and we were very poor. And my mom, uh, has not worked even to this day, probably what, 20 years. Well, I've known you for 16 and she has not had a job in that 16 years, but she has had a multi-million dollar house shopping trips, vacations, the nicest of everything. The nice most, clothes, nice yeah. jewelry. So she's getting money from somewhere. Yeah, she's getting money from somewhere. And she still has, um, my understanding, a very nice house. She sold the 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 seven, 8,000 square foot house and bought a 4,000 square foot house. It's my understanding. At least that's what I've heard. So um, anyway, she hasn't worked. My, you, If you talk to my father, she used to um, skim money off of the businesses that they had. So I would imagine she she skimmed a lot of money um, over the time. That's again my guess. I have no actual proof of that. It is just um, a theory for legal purposes. Um, so we talked about the drama at the wedding, and then by the way, the next day I don't know if you remember this. She didn't even show up for the brunch. Right? No, I don't think she. No, did. she just went home. No, she, just went, she just went. She just she but went the for. Funny the... part is, is I think did the people that she came with show up? I don't remember. I think they all went home. I can't remember. Yeah, that would track. That would track, but I don't think she was there. And in the entire six years that we lived in Texas, she came out for the wedding and that was it. Um, you know, there's a bunch of stuff here that I wrote down that we could talk about with her. Um, I think that, you know, I don't want it to turn into a, a whole bashing my mom thing. So we can skip things like her, you know, stealing a house out from under us when we try to make an offer on it and then then getting mad at us for not paying her for the inspection of the house that she signed a contract on that we wanted we won't have we won't yeah. get in we'll leave that alone but if you guys are interested in this maybe in later episodes we can talk about yeah somebody. if you're interested uh, take it to twitter and let me know how's that we can talk about that yeah. Alyssa could even make videos on some of this stuff if she wants. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I do have a platform, uh, Alyssa, on TikTok. I rarely post. I'm probably going to change that. but She says that. Just I like, say that all the time. But if you all want me to talk about something, let me know. Yeah, I she, she's been saying that about as long as I've been saying I want to make a podcast. So, and merch for that matter. Um, so, anyways, then uh, I remember 
you know, with my mom having all these alleged health issues, I got very concerned about her and like, you know, um, as Alyssa said, she was an underwriter. I had sold life insurance at that point in time. And I was just curious, like, you know, what are your, what are your wishes? She had, she apparently made the decision that she wants her body sold to science and she didn't want a funeral. And being where I am now, I think that I understand that. I think that it's because she knows that nobody would really come, I think. And that's, that's a sad existence, but it's one that she has created for herself. Um, but anyway, so I was talking to her about that and, um, she was like, my brother has all the information I need to, that needs to know everything. And I said, so I looked at her and I said, you know, mom, I really feel like my brother's name is Jason. I said, mom, I really don't feel like you respect Jason or I bearing in mind, by the way, my brother is a, a very highly educated, successful attorney. Okay. My brother's incredibly smart. He's got no reason for her not to respect him. And she just looks at me and she goes, well, I don't respect either of you. So that tells you how, how you feel. And that kind of just puts you. You know, it just kind of shows you where you, where you stand, you know? So, um, and at this point, you know, we're still, we're still talking to her. That didn't happen until February of 19, where we stopped talking, um, which we'll get to the end of that in a second, but, um, we're going to fast forward to us moving to Tennessee. Part of the reason that we decided to move to Tennessee from Texas is because our family, um, is getting older. Alyssa's grandparent, she had one grandparent left and, and mm-hmm. she was getting older. Um, your parents have health issues. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my mom was getting older and I was concerned. And so, um, we decided we wanted to get back to, uh, the Southeast. And so we decided on Nashville because it was close enough that we could get to anybody quickly, but not so close that people could just drop in unannounced. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of the reason we Good chose distance. that. And at the time it was a cool, it's a cool growing city. So it is. It's, and it's, music here is great. Yeah. Music was great. So Still is. Yeah. Lots of reasons to come at that time. Yeah. And I don't think she, she only came up like once or twice and we pretty much had to force that. Yeah, um, I think you had to drive and pick her up, which is like at that time four hours at least each way. Okay, I can't remember, but nevertheless, no, she would drive. She would drive. No, she would drive. She would. I yeah, remember she going drive. down once, but not a big deal. Anyway, yeah. Um, then Alyssa's grandmother passed away unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Right before Christmas in twenty eighteen. 2017 I'm just trying to, yeah it was it was right it was literally a couple days before like christmas December her aunt originally wanted to have the funeral on christmas so um that tells you how close it was anyways uh my mom who never really obviously obviously did not like Alyssa, never had anything to do with her family really decides that she wants to come to the funeral which is strange which is strange and she buddy she you know Saddles up to Alyssa's mom, buddies up because, you know, my grandfather passed away, you know, I guess at that point, almost, almost 20 years ago. And they start talking about that. And, and you know, Alyssa's mom's obviously distraught. She just lost her mother. And that's a complex relationship, which might actually be an interesting, interesting podcast of itself. Mm-hmm. Your grandmother has quite the story. Um, but basically the reason that she wanted up there to go up there to the funeral, she wanted to sell the grandmother's house, Alyssa's yeah. grandmother's house. And when they chose not to go with her, um, she got angry at the family. And, you know, I think it was the end of 17. I'll tell you why, because I think it was, yeah, because it was right at Christmas. And I kind of attribute that to that really bad year because then in 18, it was a terrible year. We lost, you know, you lost Adam. So she had a cousin named Adam. He was amazing guy. He was the kind of guy that if you had a problem with Adam, you were the problem. Yeah. Just a really nice guy. Um, he passed away at 40 due to colon cancer. Yes. Um, just awful, awful scenario. Um, he, his funeral, like line out the door. Like, yeah. He was just the mayor such, showed up. 
just such a good guy. Just and it was it was a tragic loss. It Absolutely was tragic. It was. And then after that, you know, we lost Ellie. Our Ellie, our, our beloved dog. dog. Our dog was like our child. We got her at I think I was like twenty one. Um, that I mean, we talk about like soulmates and stuff. Ellie was my soulmate. Like she just could look into my heart. I love that dog and Justin too, with every bit of my being. Yeah, I was gonna say, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you love her too. <laughs> no, oh, okay, I'm not your soulmate, it's just- No, 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 no. <laughs> she's my puppy soulmate. There you go. There and you go. when she died, it, I, it's still to this day, and it's been, you know, that was December of 18, um, right? It was 18, yes. Yeah. And still to this day, it hurts like it was yesterday. So that dog meant, an awful lot to both of us. And then shortly thereafter, um, we got pregnant. An interesting story about Ellie. Um, I'll give you a couple of interesting stories about Ellie real quick. Um, I don't know if any of y'all have ever experienced something where um, somebody passed away or it passed away and like just weird things kind of happened. So um, what basically happened with Ellie, and, I'm, and I'll try to make this story real quick, but um, what basically happened with Ellie is she had, uh, she was a King Charles Cavalier and had mitral valve disease, which was very common with that breed. Um, that's oddly not what, what killed her, but so, so basically we were preparing for surgery. The doctors told us to go home. It was going to be a very long day. So we went home, got some bed, got to bed, um, took care of our other dog and then got called very early in the morning, um, that she had passed. And so we are in Nashville rush hour driving like complete lunatics trying to get down there, which I don't know why, because she was already gone. And in the vehicle that I was in, both of the Alyssa and I are buckled. Um, Ellie's cage is sitting on the back seat, or her. But it was light. It was know? light. It was like one of those like fabric sided, you know, carriers. Not really even a cage carrier. And the seatbelt alarm starts going off. And um, it was weird, and we it couldn't get weird. it to stop. It went off for what probably three minutes ish, give or take, and then stopped and never did it again. We were both buckled. There were no seatbelt sensors in the back seat of that of that vehicle. It was just very. Uh, very strange. Mm -hmm. The other thing um, was then we got pregnant. And so we kind of felt basically, um, we, you guys might think we're crazy, but we talked to animal communication specialists. But Hold on, we, I'm getting to it. I'm we getting... talked to them before we were pregnant. Yeah, well, that's true. Okay, that's important to this story. We didn't know we were pregnant. We, I didn't find out I was pregnant until like January 9th. Ellie passed, I think, December 7th. So I was talking to animal communicators, like I was so distraught, I could barely even function. So it was like the week or two after she died. I didn't even know. I probably wasn't even pregnant yet. No, you probably were because I, I mean, so, we don't have to talk about when yeah, we think. It was ex we don't even, they don't even know that. It would have been exceptionally early. Yeah, it would have been very early. So, um, and basically they were told that Ellie had, you know, the animal communication said apparently, and again, you guys can think we're crazy. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, that Ellie said that she had to go basically for a baby. She had to make room. And, you know, Ellie required a lot of care and attention because of her medical problems. So um, it's sad. And then um, we lost that baby. And that was devastating. No, we didn't. We did. That was not that was not the one we lost? No. Am I no. getting the timeline wrong? No, you've got the timeline okay, wrong. Okay, you're right. I've got the timeline wrong. Sorry, we lost the baby first, <laughs> then Ellie. We lost the baby in... Okay, no, I remember. I remember because... Oh, yeah, I remember. Okay, so this is important. So also, I don't... Was it a dream or the animal communicator? So the animal communicator told us about Victoria. Ellie was alive when I had the miscarriage. I got I got pregnant in March of 2018. Had the miscarriage in May of 2018. There we go. Sorry, timeline. So off. there was, you know, I was, you know, a little over two months pregnant. You know, I was around 10 weeks or so. Um, when I had the miscarriage and it was very, very tough for us. And I'm thankful Ellie was alive then because she helped me get through it. 
Um, but are you trying to tie it back to the, your mom's death? No, not what we're done with that. Um, oh, okay. Well, um, at least for the moment. No, I'm trying to tie it back to the fact that um, Ellie apparently, when when they, the animal communicator told us, said that she saw a lot of pink and basically indicating that Ellie was saying that we were going to have a girl. And Alyssa was probably barely pregnant at this point. Barely. And so as the pregnancy went on, Alyssa would ask me, um, what do you think we're having? And I said, I would say with 100% confidence, oh, we're having a girl because Ellie said so. And I think that if I said <laughs> that story to anybody else, they not, you know, not to mention you guys who are listening to it. People be like, this guy is fucking insane. Probably. Yeah. But I mean, I fully believe in it. And we have I a girl. Mean, we should tell this story on TikTok one day. I would love to get like tag some animal communicators because I think it's fascinating. Um, I'm really into that stuff and, you know, get their thoughts on it. See if they think like, oh yeah, that sounds right. But um it's yes. Yes, Ellie told us we were having a girl. Yeah, and I would, and you can ask Alyssa. I was every time she she would ask, like, "What do you think we're having?" I'd be like, "It's a girl." Ellie told us so. And as you all know, it was a girl. <laughs> yeah, it was a girl. Uh, and the pregnancy conversations, uh, it's a different <laughs> a different episode altogether. Um, but anyway, so we had all that happen. Then there was the Christmas fiasco, which was just the last time we saw her, and was insane. So um basically yeah yeah, because what happened was we were very depressed with losing the baby that's right and then losing ellie after that yeah and we were just in the way she had been my mom had been handling things um and so she originally was supposed to come up to our house and didn't and never invite us or anything so we had to invite our ask you know what we were doing for christmas and then we kind of got a half-ass last minute invite to my uncle's house from your brother from my brother from your brother and so to give you a timeline on that so December 7th is when Ellie passed. Now, super depressing side note is December 7th was the due date of the first baby we lost. So you talk about like a kick in the stomach, but um, it was awful, like, oh, just a gut punch. But um, so obviously we were very depressed. December 7th, Ellie died. We stayed in bed for days and cried. Um, we took down our Christmas tree. We were done. We were just like, we're not doing this. We, we, we just can't even celebrate. It was awful. And then that's when your brother, so my parents, of course, invited us. So we went to my parents' house for Christmas Eve, which is about three hours away, stayed there. And then your brother had invited us to um, the celebration that his mom was going to be at. But the weird thing is, is we never heard from your mom. Like, never. No, and when she showed up, she snubbed us, barely talked to us. And then we were supposed to stay at her house, but she left without even telling us. Yeah, and this was Christmas Day, This was on Christmas Day. Um, Zoe, our other dog, got her foot cut open. Um because I don't know if she was bitten by their neighbor's dogs or cut it on their fence, but there was there was some kind of thing. There was a tussle. Yeah, and um, no vet in Atlanta could see us, so we bandaged the best we could, and we, um, you know, basically talked to our vets in Nashville, and they're like, they can see her tomorrow. So you know, or I guess at that point, the twenty seventh. So we decided to leave. Plus, I mean, my mom's house. Plus, it was awkward. Like I said, she left. Oh. We went to her house. It was so weird, so awkward. It was clear that we weren't welcome. So we're like, well, let's just leave anyways. And Zoe got her little surgery, got her paw fixed. And uh, that was the last time I saw her. So um, basically, that's kind of how, you know, the story of, of my mom and, and the narcissistic content, which is what, you know, started my TikTok. And I guess, you know, one thing that we can we can maybe save, depending on what happens for the next episode, is um, how we morphed it from there into... Uh, into true, true crime, crime current events yeah so what happened with that and i'll give you guys a little teaser before we sign off for the day is uh um I, i'll be honest with you guys i was never really interested in, in true crime i am now but um, i never really was before 
and Gabby Petito, um, that case came up and I was not paying attention to it. And Alyssa was obsessed with it. And finally, she says to me, you need to watch this stuff. And she sat me down. I watched them on my body cam footage. And I was like, holy shit, Brian Laundrie has ex the same exact narcissistic mannerisms, way of speaking, gaslighting, etc. that my mom does. This guy is, this guy's got to be a narcissist. Um, it directly correlates with my content. Let me talk about it. And then I grew exponentially from there. But all of that said, um, hopefully you found this interesting. We are going to talk about murder and other things, but I felt that an introduction would be pretty, a pretty good place to start. Um, thank you guys for a million followers on TikTok. Yes. Thank you. I I'm so humbled and grateful and appreciative to be given a platform and to have my words valued. And I hope, uh, that I continue to use it for good. And that is what I want to do. Um, so you, if you don't follow me there already, please do. Also on other platforms, I'm really trying to grow YouTube. Justin on TikTok.com uh, would take you to every platform that I'm on and you can pick and choose the ones you want to follow. But uh, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok are the big ones. So thank you guys so much. And we will see y'all next week, or at least I will see you next week. I don't know. You'll decide if you want to join. Yeah, let me know if you guys want me here or if you want me to talk about anything here on TikTok. Uh, just let Justin know and he'll... He'll get it to me. Yeah, and next we can talk about, next week we can, we can recap a little bit of what happened during Gabby Petito. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Y'all have a great rest of the week and we'll see you next week.